Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, scumbags. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. With your hosts, Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne. Welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie Gibson. And Ellie Gibson. We are, we're in the countryside. You can even hear the fucking birds. Yeah, I mean, you say that. They are. I, I don't know. Why does the cage bird sing? Jared, they're your birds. You tell me. Uh, cage bird sings because it's calling for freedom. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. everyone thinks it's beautiful, but it's a song of lament. <laughs> um, they, they're, I'm born to be flying and you've, you've clipped my wings. I haven't clipped their wings. You know, I'm in a cage. I mean, that was a, a beautiful introduction to a very fine man. It is, of course, Jared Christmas is in his own house. Would you do applause? For yeah, I, start, yeah. I started not? my own applause. That's yeah. a new tradition. We you. don't normally, but I like it, Jared. Yeah. I think we should have that. We should, that's, that's a new tradition. Uh, uh, adopt that. Yes, now that we've done over 200 and... <laughs> Fuck me! <laughs> uh, now that we've done over 210 podcasts... Now they want to fucking make noise. I can move them out if you want. Oh, my no, it's fine. Have you noticed they're just doing it every time you speak, Helen? Yeah. Say something. Hello? Maybe I should just release them. Yeah. No, I think that's better. Into the room. Oh, nice. Or, or a, a pie. Uh, that's yeah. an awful thing to say about your budgies. What are your budgies' names? Uh, Queenie and Bobson. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Why are they called that? Because um, my daughter's named them. Uh, my <laughs> youngest daughter, for some reason, has Bobson as her go-to name. My oldest came up with Queenie. So Bobson's boy, Queenie's, we've gone very traditional with, Ooh, the, and are they, with are the, they the genders of our budgies. Very nice, very yeah. nice. Are you hoping for some baby budgies? Uh, I didn't even want these ones. <laughs> so, no. Do budgies, I was going to say, do budgies mate? I mean, they must make sense uh, as a species. So yeah, they must... technically, budgies bang. That's what it's called. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that is a boy and a girl. How do, I'm just looking at them. I can't. Where's the holes? Where's the th- the pokey out? Yeah, yeah. How I mean, do they even do. That? How do they do the missionary? This mm. the the best move. But 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 surely I mean, and this sounds weird. Surely they do it doggy style. The birds do it doggy. Do yeah, they, they yeah. do. But they're flying. <laughs> they, but they, they, they part the feathers. Oh, do they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know a lot about this. No, but have they, you do seen? they go in from behind? I'm sure they do. I'm sure I've seen something on the internet of, of budgies on top of each other having a bit of a bounce. Yeah. Have you? And they sixty nine. You've seen something on the internet. How now? How does one randomly come across budgie sex on the internet? But, but, there's this an Australian. Night she's night doing her research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, because I'm new to sex, obviously. So I've been doing. 
you know, there's there's all the positions. But there's a there's a there's a term in Australia called budgie smugglers. Have you heard that? Yes. 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 Which is it's a it's a term for swimmers. So maybe maybe I was searching that. <laughs> Aussie porn. Um, I think you were looking for tips and techniques. <laughs> You know, bring yeah. something new to the game. Of That's Tinder. right. Yeah. That's right. I was yeah, because a lot of there's a lot of um terminology and things like that that I'm, I'm getting my head around. So maybe I'll go on. What's to... some of the new terminology? What's this? All the all the sort of like the, all the acronyms and things like that. Are you into this and are you into that? And yeah. and oh, so what, what did someone ask the other day? He said, "Oh, do you do sloppy blowjobs?" I was like, "What's a sloppy blowjob?" I was like, "Is that just like you just don't care?" Is it? <laughs> <laughs> It's all That's very a bit sloppy. It's all very forward now. It is, I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm only forty-one, but that sounds very. Like I would never think to ask someone that. It's like when you go to McDonald's now and you get you go through the checklist and you sort of like click click clickety click um and then yes I'll put I'll put through my order. I'll put, I'll yeah. put that in my mouth. Yes, yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Uh, right. Sloppy blowjob, um, <laughs> rimming, yeah, and frotting. Yes, please. I'd like a sloppy blowjob and a dry hand job, please. That's uh, absolutely <laughs> ideal. That's, yes, yeah. oh, I like my hand jobs with chafing. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and no eye contact. Um, so that's nice. Um, um, yeah, so that yeah, that's. How I mean, we, how do we get? I, there? Well, I was going to say, I feel like we've already budgies. gone we were quite, talking about quite deep. We're, t- we're talking about your your bud your budgie fetish. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We remember the kangaroo fetish on the other week, didn't we? Now yeah. we've got budgie fetish. Nice. I mean, it's all it's all going to. Yeah, can I, mean, I can I just point out this is not my budgie fetish? No, <laughs> I was going to say right. you, I didn't even want the you, bloody boots. You, you brought the budgie, and then I just brought the filth. But yeah. Um, yeah, have you not yet incorporated the budgies into your love play, Jared? Is that something to look forward to? Uh, very much looking forward to ejaculating to that sound. <laughs> I, I, yeah, if I was a missus, I would train them to fly out of my... Yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, so, that would, wouldn't that be imagine? incredible? Yeah. Release yeah. the doves. Yeah. 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 <laughs> my, as a finishing yeah. poo, fly my pretty it, it, It's called the peace vagina. <laughs> yeah. You can hire it out for weddings. It's lovely. They bear the rings. To the end. Oh, I've got a quick anecdote about birds bearing rings. Excellent. Um... So I did a gig at Cheltenham Town Hall uh, the other night. And it's beautiful. Have you been there? It's a beautiful yeah, space. Yeah. yeah. So years and years ago, um, I met someone at doing that gig who had been to a wedding in that venue. Really exclu- expensive wedding. And they had a, an owl fly the length of the room oh, yes. with the rings attached to its leg, right? So the, <laughs> the I don't know what an owl keeper is called. But they I'm a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> so the the couple were up the front, and you know they said, "You know, have you got the rings?" And then the owl keeper comes out at the back, and the owl launches off, swoops over everyone. And everyone's like, "Oh, this is amazing!" But then it goes straight up to the ceiling, and they could not get it back down. <laughs> Oh no. And it, oh no. It was up there and for the rest you know, as the signing the book and all that oh. thing, it's just shitting <laughs> and it's just staying up there and the owl keeper's up there whistling. You go, Barry <laughs> Just with his giant love. Yeah. Oh well what a lovely story. Beautiful, but yes, right? we should um, we should love. introduce you why, tell you what, why don't you introduce Who are you, Jared Christmas? Um I'm Jared Christmas, I'm a stand up comedian, uh father. And uh, budgie lover, fancier and budgie <laughs> fancier and lover to my wife. Oh, yeah. that's lovely. Isn't it is it? nice, isn't it? And, and we're here. We're down in summer. Especially after an episode of Bridgerton. <laughs> oh, oh yes. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why that program's popular, right? That is mm. soft 
soft porn. It has really helped marriages, I think. Uh-huh. All just women having a yeah. nice night in. Yeah. Yeah. Do you actually like Bridgerton or do you watch it because it... It gets the missus, you know... Gets the missus as steamy. Yes, ready, um, ready for a dry hand job. <laughs> um, uh, do I like it? Oh, look, I got into it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, in all seriousness, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed watching it. But there were points where I was just going, this is just... This is what you used to get on hotel TVs. Yeah. <laughs> in the good old days. Yeah, in the yeah. good old... In the early 2000s, you pay £15 for this... <laughs> and no now it's on Netflix. Though. No crinolines, no, no masks. Yeah, no, very nice. But and also, uh, Jared, as well as that, you're an excellent wearer of trainers and shirts. Can we oh, say thank that? Thank you. Because um, uh, we were just in your in your, your back. I was going to say in your back room, and your wife was like, "And these are the three drawers for Jared's shoes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the kids have got one drawer each, and you've got three drawers. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do. So you've got I a do. shoe fit- fetish as well as a budgie fetish. Um, yeah. Well, I've had to calm down on the trainers. Like before, before the kids came along, um, I think I got up to maybe forty-two pairs of trainers. I love that. About you could have said it about was around 40, about that. Yeah, about forty-two. I mean, there was one time I was up in Glasgow doing a comedy club up there. I think I was doing four nights, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you know, on my first day out there, I went out and bought a pair of trainers. And then the next day, I bought another pair. <laughs> And then I'm making up all these lies to my wife, Amelia. You know, I'm going, oh, I went into, it was a two-for-one sale. <laughs> um, and, you know, there were two pairs of trainers that I really liked. And, uh, you know, and whether she bought it or not, I don't know. Mm. But that was she back when... It, Jaren, she no, didn't buy it, Jaren. No, of course she didn't. Let me tell you right now. She didn't no, of course it. she didn't. But, you know, I, I spent my entire weekend's earnings on bloody sneakers. <laughs> Um, and then when kids come along, you just can't justify what well, I couldn't justify dropping 110 quid on a pair of trainers, mm. you know, and going, I'll buy these trainers. Um, we don't need nappies, do we? We don't need those. <laughs> we no. can just shit in the shoes. Yeah, yeah. shit in the shoes. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, so your name is Jared Christmas. Let's, let, let's just get this out there, right? So yeah. you were born, Jared. This is not made up. It's not a comedy name. It's not a stage name. No, they were the, they were the names that my parents gifted me with my mum had watched uh, whilst in hospital at the start of her labour she was watching some American program and there was a character in it called Jared and this is weird I think this is weird mm-hmm. she fancied the actor right and so was like I'm going to name my son Jared after the man that I fancied that's weird isn't it and she was in labour she's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah some yeah. of that yeah. American sweet ass. Yeah. And that's why I'm going to call my son. And then I totally damaged things on the way out. And she's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's that's the last time I'll ever feel aroused. So yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> Wasn't Jared the name of the Goblin King in, in that? No. No. Close. Oh, it's Jareth, it's isn't it? Jareth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. close. Oh, close. Cause, because famously, David Bowie in The Grey Tights was, oh, yeah. it was a turning proper, point for men. Proper I'd, budgie I'd imagine, smuggler. I'd yeah. imagine for many women and mm. young girls, it was, a, it was a point in their sexual, a milestone, the history of their sexual awakening. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Just to, to talk some more about your mother's uh, <laughs> sexual history, which I'm sure you're enjoying. I'm sure you were, weren't interested in the crystal balls that he was juggling. Oh, no. That, no. Oh, gosh. There. Dance magic dance. <laughs> Taken me to a nice place, and so, um, so, but so, yeah, yeah, you no, grew that up is as my, a Christmas. Yeah. I grew up as a Christmas. Took enough heat at high school to confirm that. I do a few jokes on stage about it. Mm. Weirdly, when I started out, I avoided it, and I think it was because I got 
the, I just thought they were all really easy jokes because I yeah. heard them all. And I still get them. I still mm. get them. Uh, I was a couple of years ago checking into a really nice ho- hotel in Liverpool and uh, the guy was like, oh, Christmas is your surname? I was like, yeah. And he went, where have you parked your sleigh? Where have you... you know, oh. He's just giving them all. And, you know, I'm sort of like, yeah, cool. I'm giving him nothing. But he's not reading the room at all. <laughs> no. Oh, no. And there was other guests checking in. And he tries roping them in. Oh, God. But they can read that I'm not going with it. But internally, I'm like, I'm a comedian. Maybe I should be going with this. So after that, I, I told Amelia about it. And she said, maybe you just need to lighten up about it. And I was like, yeah, all right. And then the next time it happened, I absolutely went for it. <laughs> Uh, they were like, where have you parked your sleigh? And I was like, it's not the sleigh I'm worried about. It's bloody reindeer, mate. All right, all right. And suddenly they're going, oh, this is amazing. And then I'm going, walking away going, jeez, I've done, I've done 15, well, most of my life being moody about it. Yeah. And then just embracing it and running with it. They felt good, you know. And yeah. then I felt not bad. So... Yeah. 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 So are your are your kids Christmases? Have you passed the gift on? Yeah, pass that gift on. Mm-hmm. Very, you've got to be very careful with naming kids with the surname Christmas. Yeah. Obviously, my parents and especially uh, my dad's parents did not give a shit about that because my dad's name is genuinely Chris Christmas. <laughs> so Shut they, the fucking door. Yeah, they didn't Christopher give a shit. Christmas. Christopher it's Christmas. Christopher. If you want, <laughs> if you want the tongue twister, um, and I again, I you know I I'm, I'm <laughs> genuinely. My dad's Chris Christmas. My mum's dad, my granddad on my mum's side, was Ronald McDonald. Shut up. My, my older brother's named Ronald after him. Ronald Christmas. Ronald, Ron, Ronnie Christmas. Ron Christmas. Ron Christmas. <laughs> and by the way, he's in the New Zealand Army. He's Captain Christmas. Um, oh, well, listen, I'm sure they have a lot to do in the New Zealand yeah, Army. They're very, they very busy. They've got they to be need... taken seriously. They need authority when they're invading all them countries. They the need seasonal superheroes. <laughs> um, and then my uh, my auntie who married into the family is Carol Christmas. No, no, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my favourite, all-time favourite one is my mum's auntie is Christine. Everyone calls her Chris. She remarried a man called Bob Smith. She's now Chris Smith. Which is Christmas with a lisp. <laughs> and then my nana, my dad's mum, was Nora Christmas, but her maiden name, Balls. Nora Balls. <laughs> and always disappointed that she didn't uh, double barrel the name and go with Christmas, Christmas Balls. Balls. Oh my god. She missed the trick there. There was one time at high school, secondary school, um, that a new kid joined my class. Mm. And I loved him instantly because genuinely his name was Richard Puller. Oh, and God. I, as soon as the teacher introduced him to the whole class and just 30 boys going, <laughs> I was like, I'm off the hook. This is I'm it. off the hook. There's a new kid in town. Yeah. 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 Oh. We, we had two kids at my school in country Australia called Virginia Dicker and Richard Dicker. Dick Dicker. Oh. Dick Dicker and I like Virginia. The name Dick Dicker. And uh, and Virginia sadly, uh, when the school um, you know class photos was printed on her name, they no. forgot. Yep, they forgot the second eye. So <gasps> she was Vagina Dicker on. Sorry, sorry, Virginia for revealing this on on a, on the internet. But yeah. We all read. I was like, "That's that's brutal." That's brutal. Bless it, but I bet you're very nice about it. Yeah. You? Oh, yeah. everyone. No, no, really no nice. one. No one mentioned. Really it, understanding. Yeah, no, yeah, she's yeah. still probably got that photo. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so, so do you think, like, you know, all these sort of influences in your life growing up, did that have, did that shape you becoming a comedian? What was, what was the sort of, was there a moment or, you know, some people talk about, you know, I knew that I was going to be a comedian from the get-go. You know, a lot of comedians talk about having a bit of a tough uh, teenage years, but what, what, what was sort of, what influenced you to be? Who hurt you, Jared? Who hurt you? <laughs> So I grew up in a military family and we moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, when I was re- when I was like a ten year old and stuff, I was really angry because mm. you know I was constantly just making a friend and then would move. Yeah. And then I'd just make a friend and then would move. And I think that m- I didn't know how to process that, so I got really angry. I turned into a bit of a bully uh, at the age of ten. And then we moved into the big city into Christchurch. And I tried to establish myself on the first day at a new school as a badass. And it really, really fucking backfired. And so I spent, I got relentlessly bullied maybe for like a year and a half at that new school. But all I thought was, this is appropriate. Mm -hmm. Because I've spent two years bullying people. Yeah. I'm just getting this back now. Okay, fine. I've earned this. I'm due this. Um... And then I think I developed the comedy in making people laugh to try and make friends quicker. Mm. So that's where it all started stand-up-wise, through that bit. Origin stories, Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's all the movies we get at the moment, isn't it? You should, you, uh, origin you. stories, yeah. Right, let's watch an origin story about a Marvel character that had three fucking magazines back <laughs> in the 80s. I mean, you could have put in a bit where, you know, you had some titanium plates put in your elbows. I know, I'd skip that bit. No, no, I know, Logan was on last night, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Logan. No. I don't want... I want Wolverine. Yeah. yeah I'd rather have the greatest showman, to be honest. Me yeah. too. Yeah. I, I watch uh, Huge Ackman yeah. in any... I'm a big fan of that bloke. Oh, yeah. my God. Big any fan. day, any hole. Um, um, you know what? I will, I'll join you on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I don't want to I don't want to show off uh, <clears throat> HT, but... Um, <laughs> I met the bloke. I met him. <gasps> Did yeah. you touch totes, him? Totes shook his hand. Ah! How was it? Incredible. Yeah. Uh, I so um, way back in like 2006, I hosted a film review show on a digital channel. Way back when they were just launched, when Sky was like, "We've got digital channels," and everyone was like, "I don't know what that is." <laughs> um, and we so, need content. Yeah. We need so people. I was I was doing the film review show on a channel that I didn't even know how to watch it. <laughs> And I got to interview Hugh Jackman for the Prestige. Oh my God, hummana 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 hummana. How did you? How do you? How do you cope with meeting something so beautiful? I mean, obviously now. Well, I. Point, but, um, uh, Hugh Jackman went great, but um, I didn't cope when I met Tom Cruise. Oh. I didn't cope when I met Keanu Reeves. I did not cope when I met Jack Black. Um, oh my. Oh yeah, oh, I just I choked. Yeah, you didn't choke. Did 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 and it was all because it was his fault, really. Yeah, I would, I would say. I, I asked him. It was for Mission Impossible Three, and my opening question was was wasn't really a question. It was meant to just butter him up a bit, you know, yeah. wank him off a little. Um, because in that movie, he was it was I think it was the first time he was producer, right? Yeah, lead actor and doing his own stunts. 
So he's scooping um, all the money. And script yeah. editing or something like that, right? Yeah. So greedy. Yeah. And so I said to him, you know, listed all those jobs. And I was just like, where do you find the time, mate? That's incredible. And he said, I just do. And I thought he was going to mm-hmm. roll with it a bit. And he went, I just do. And I hadn't mentally prepared for my next question yet. Oh, no. And I just went, okay. Cool. And then I forgot, J.J. Abrams was the director. I forgot his name. Oh, I, no. went, I went, J.J. Adams, I think. And Tom Cruise went, do you mean Abrams? And I went, that's the guy. And uh, then Tom Cruise asked me if I'd seen the film. And I was like, no. They, um, no, because we they only let certain... We weren't big enough, right? On the red carpet, mm. right at the start of the red carpet, you've got BBC, ITV, Sky, yeah. all the yeah. big players, and then we were right down the bottom with the student radio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, student yeah. radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't let us in to watch no, any no. advanced screenings. And that's what I said to him. I was like, oh, they, don't, <laughs> they don't let us in to watch advanced screenings. And he was kind of like, what have you done? Why? Why, why are you here? And, you know, and I was kind of, I didn't want to go, because we're a, a tiny pointless outfit. <laughs> and it just you don't think he'd work that out by that no. point no. well he had he was pretty much yeah. like I'm I'm creating an exit strategy from this interview now <laughs> oh, and God. I remember my producer who you know I got along with great but on that one he was like how do you think that went I'm like, <clears> I don't I don't know I don't think it went well and he went yeah yeah I mean we've, we've been here for three hours and um, just can't use any of that can we <laughs> I was like can you use the JJ Adams bit <laughs> But Hugh Jackman was a different story. He was Oh, he, he brings was awesome. the party, doesn't he? He really does. Because, again, we were right at the end. Yeah. So he's done an hour and a half of... Yeah. Do, 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 gets to what? The PR person. So Hugh Jackman was talking to the people next to us. The PR person leans to us and goes, one question. Everybody else is getting four or five, right? Yeah. Get one question. I was like, looking at my list going, what's the best question? Oh. Um, and then he comes over and I just up the Kiwi and I just went g'day mate how's it going and he went whoa 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 you're from down where I am and I was like yeah New Zealand we can still get along though right and he was like yeah of course and New Zealand and Australia had just played the Bledisloe Cup so we bantered about that and New Zealand had won and we were just really having a laugh about rugby and he was really going oh, I haven't had a chance to talk to anybody about the game you know, so we're then oh talking about you it. You had an in. Yeah, had an yeah. absolute in. And then the PR person steps in and goes, okay, that's enough now. And Hugh Jackman said, no, he hasn't even asked me about the film. So, no, we're fine. We're fine. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it was great. And then oh. he told an incredible story. Do you want... Yeah, yes, come on. I don't know where... Okay, so this was for the movie The Prestige, which is about magic. About mm-hmm. magi- oh, yeah. About, he was playing a magician, so it was... Christian Bale, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, when I watch the film, all I remember is Hugh Jackman. There's no one else. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he said he didn't know that much about magic, uh, so he decided to go to Vegas and watch David Copperfield. Uh, and he said, I wanted to keep a low profile. I didn't let them know I was coming or anything. I just bought a ticket. But somehow they got wind that he was in. And at the end of the show, David Copperfield invites him backstage. And so he talks to him and says that he's done... He's, enrolled for this film and David Copperfield's like well I'll take you to my magic museum and so Hugh Jackman's like yeah cool alright and he said they walk out of Las Vegas casino and get into the most ostentatious limo he said I've been in some limos mate but this was another level the whole thing was gold inside everything was gold 
Just loads of women sawn in half, yeah. lying around. Yeah. <laughs> The white tigers. As soon yeah. as I went in, he made the Statue of Liberty disappear. It was weird. <laughs> um, and, you know, he said it was just way OTT, like yeah. proper over the top. And they start driving around, then start going into a really dodgy area of of Vegas, like strip clubs, uh, you know, sex shops. You know, and he said at that point he was getting a bit like, mm, what's going on here? Mm. And then they pull up outside a sex shop, you know, neon lights, all of it. And Hugh Jackman says to David Copperfield, I can't get out. I can't be seen here. Um, I, I don't know if I'm being punked or, or what, but I appreciate the time I've had with you. Can your driver just drop me off back at my hotel? And David Copperfield's like, just get out of the car, right? <coughs> so they get out and they walk into the sex shop and uh, Hugh Jackman said, well, I'm not a prudish bloke, but some of the stuff I saw in there, I wouldn't even know what you'd do with that. <laughs> and... He said the the whole floor is just TV screens with things happening. Um, and David Copperfield walks him down to the back of the room and it's, it's all sex dolls down the back, like really lifelike mannequins. Mm. Oh, God. And Copperfield just starts feeling the boobs of some of these mannequins, right? What? And then gets to one mannequin and turns to Hugh Jackman and goes, feel the boobs on this one. And uh, Hugh Jackman's <laughs> like, I don't know what is going on here. Like, this is... I don't feel comfortable I don't want to be here David Copperfield's like just feel the boobs so he's alright and as soon as he puts his hands on the boobs the mannequin splits in half the whole back wall opens up and that's where his magic museum is and and he said he then spent eight hours walking around this magic museum with David Copperfield explaining everything and talking him through everything and he said the whole thing it's all about illusion for him and misdirection. Wow. And he said to him, what, what is the best? He said, if I have a magic museum where people know where it is, the best place to have it is somewhere people don't want to go or admit. Sure, that's why I have go. a sex shop. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that explains it, yeah. yeah Very yep, freak. Yep. yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it makes you feel sorry for Claudia Schiffer, right? <laughs> was it Claudia? Yes, Claudia it was. was. It was. Yes, yeah, it was. So. Schiffer, though. I've Schiffer? Schiffer. Schiffer. Claudia Schiffer. 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 But she, every time she wanted to visit him at work, had to walk through that shit store. Oh and my god, and catch them. Do you want to come and have lunch with me at work today? Not really. Do I have to go through. Fisting section before getting in for some salad. Oh, so as you as as mentioned and as, as people probably gathered, you did grow up in New Zealand. I've yes. never been to New Zealand, Jared. Is it worth it? Absolutely, Is absolutely. You'll have to well. wait a bit though, because not even New Zealanders can get into New Zealand right now. Well, yeah, but but so they've done they've done the pandemic sort of right by all accounts. That seems to be the consensus. Would you agree with that? Um, yeah, I fully agree. Um, it, it seems though the the vaccine. Rollout has been really slow. Yeah, it seems good though. Were but you... they're all locked down now, which is weird because when we were in the lockdown, they were having massive concerts and yeah. stuff like that. And now, I mean, it's the... kind of like why we're doing that, but it's still running rampant. We're just going back doing gigs now, and you know our, our audiences are slightly smaller because I think people yeah. are still feeling a bit. Eh. But actually, the people who turn up are just fucking there to have a yeah, good yeah, time, yeah. Yeah. and you can read that energy and you can feel that energy. Oh, like last night. Yeah. You know, right from the word go, they mm. there was a real nice, buzzy mm. excitement in there. I mean, to be fair, they bought a lot of bottles of Prosecco before they the show were, even they, started. They were fairly tanked. They were. Yeah. And, we, and just to set the scene uh, for the, the listener, um, uh, 
Jared and his wife Amelia put on this amazing comedy festival in a field in Somerset and we're under a big beautiful let's say like like a big top from uh you know Hugh Jackman's film but it was it was absolutely fantastic and yeah there were a lot of pissed women yeah and pissed women are fun they are a lot really of fun, fun. Yeah. Lot and of fun. we had an excellent winning confession last night oh, oh my god oh fuck so me so we've done this show now for like yeah probably eight years mm. and we've had literally thousands of confessions never before have we had <laughs> I fancy my father-in-law. Oh, that was beautiful. a very strong. It was, yeah. and and I, um, and I love that she came up on stage. Mm. I think she could barely walk uh, by this stage. And uh, <laughs> and what did you ask her, Illy? I said, "What is it about?" I said, "What's your father-in-law's name?" She said, "Paul." And I said, "What is it about Paul that you like?" And she said, "Well, he looks like my husband." <laughs> <laughs> so in a in a weird way, do you know what I mean? It's kind of like when she said that, I was like, "Oh, that's weirdly acceptable." <laughs> Yeah, because if the first one is yeah is is quite hot, yeah. then yeah, yeah. she's not biologically related to either. No, it feels weird because it's yeah. about, well, I'm justifying her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what we're saying is go for it. Yeah, yeah. this is not yeah. me building towards coming out as fancy my father-in-law. Just to no, be it's not I, me I setting can't. the groundwork. Me neither. Me neither. No, I need no. to listen to this. And me to I, go. Oh, did you? Uh, mm, yeah, just I enjoy my father-in-law's company, but. I, not in that in terms kind of, of way. fancying him, no. No, yeah, yeah, no. No. You no. Might, the, the mother, no? No. <laughs> no. said that very quickly. But no. again, I re- I'm, I'm very fortunate with my in-laws. I think they're incredible people and I've really... I'm really fit. <laughs> really fit, um, attractive people. Um, <laughs> Nicer with their clothes Very, on, very, you know, that very Swedish vibe, you know? Mm. Like, mm. good-looking. you like, when you go to Sweden, you're like, where'd you put all your ugly people? <laughs> Um, How old are your children, Jared? Uh, oldest is twelve, youngest is nine. Now, do you so do you feel like because that's similar? Mine are six and ten, and mine are twelve and ten. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we're, cool. we're, we're in that sweet, sweet spot, sweet spot yeah. of yeah, parenting. Yeah. I feel like yeah. it's sort of that that you know that time where they're old enough to wipe their own ass. You can have a conversation with them. They want to hang out with you on a yeah. Saturday night. They're not. They haven't turned into cunts. I mean, it's yeah, a yeah. really lovely time. Um, I. We still get called into the bathroom with them, mm. uh, but it's no longer to wipe their asses. It's because they like chatting. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> they love a bloody chin wag while yeah. squeezing out a poo. Yeah, and it's just funny they're telling you something and midway through strain. Yeah, and it's, you know, go, oh daddy, school was all right today, but at lunchtime, <laughs> and just but they just carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's, it's great. Yeah, I do. I, I'm often like, you know, brushing my teeth and then one of them's having a shower and one backing one out. Oh, we're just having a lovely time. It's just like, oh, it's nice to connect. It's yeah. Nice. And it's also, yeah. I don't find their poo smell offensive. Mm. If I was, if someone else was pooing in the same room as me, yeah. I would be, <clears throat> oh God, I'd be retching. Mm. I'm not saying I like it. But I'm just saying that my body isn't revolted by it. You're desensitised, though, because right. yeah. you've been wiping their asses. Yeah, the, that's the podcast we're in. Think of something else. Uh, <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, Ellie and I have um, pissed in front of each other many, many times. Oh, well but done. Never, never, yeah, never taken. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. No, you my, oh, but you've not, like you've not pooed in front of each other. No, no, never. never. Why would you? It's, like, it's why would that much. even be? If, the only way that will happen is if you go on a tour somewhere dangerous and you get kidnapped yeah and you're put in a prison cell together and, it, and, it, and you get dysentery yeah one of this yeah has yeah. to go first really but yeah. i feel conflicted and you would hold on for as long as you could oh absolutely yeah. and then one of you would go just do it ali 
Just yeah. do it. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Turn away. <laughs> but really, boys, because I, yeah, I, I wheel all the time in front of it. Up in front of your budgies, I don't even care. Mate. But um, I don't even like, I don't, if I'm in the loo and my children could try and come in the, in the room when I'm doing a poo, I can't no. stand it. I'm like, no, I need, no, I need me too. privacy. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we feel differently about it? Is it just the smell or is it, what is that? I'm just embarrassed about how vocal my ass is, I guess. <laughs> um, and also, you know, my poo is strong. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm all right with that. But yeah. why inflict that upon someone else? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, um, I met, I met a, a really lovely young Scottish guy at a hotel a couple of weeks back. Here we uh, go. Yeah, anyway, yeah. anyway, so we drank a couple of bottles of wine and had all the sex. And then I did all the things. And then, and then I was like, oh, I'll just go to the loo. But when you go to the loo in a hotel, yeah. it, it was just a frosted, oh, frosted no. glass. Last door, and was there. You know, I was there all night, and I just did. You know, when you sort of relax and doing a wee, and I just did one of those farts that kind of just reverberate, like literally the door shook a little. And I didn't know what to say. I was just like, "Oh my god, the acoustics are so bad in here." And I just had to make a make yeah, a joke make of it. it. Yeah, yeah, because it was so. But I, I just couldn't do a poo. And then in the morning, I was like, "Oh, I sh- you know, should I stay for another, you know, quickie?" Poo, yeah. And he was like, "No, um." I've got to do a shit. You've got to go. I was like, okay. <laughs> but again, I always find that strange that we we no, we, I appreciate we put that. Yes. Pete, I know. I I, 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 I said, said oh, yeah. Let's say you had your cock in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. Thing that yeah, I've had your penis. I've had your genitals in the place where yeah, I eat. Yeah, we've been really intimate with each other. <laughs> but I can't be in a tiny room in the same room yeah. and and do, do a natural function that we all do yeah. at least three or four times a day, right? Yeah. Three or four? Joking. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, yeah, I have had poo issues my whole life. Couldn't do it at school. Uh, I remember before I met Amelia, the dark days, we call it, um... I went to New York um, to meet a girlfriend who I'd met over here and she was based in New York. And we stayed in a really nice hotel. And my whole night was ruined because I needed a poo. Because I didn't want to poo no. in that hotel. So I said to her, I'm, I'm going to just, I'm going to go for a walk down into Times Square. You know, and this is like, we were getting intimate. Yeah, yeah. And, all that, and I just broke time. it off and was like, I'm going to... Oh, in the middle of the... Yeah, because I really, I'd oh. been holding on. Oh, no. And then, and I was like, I'm just going to go for a walk. And, and she was like, why? Why? And I was like, I'll explain when I get back. You know, and she's like, oh. I don't, like, have I what? done something wrong? Have yeah. I offended you? And I'm like, no, no. But I am, at that point, like, prairie dogging. So <laughs> I just left went down into the hotel foyer and used the toilets downstairs. But then I'm panicking, going, she's up there going, what the fuck? So ran so out... took and- a picture of it to show <laughs> it to prove what you were doing. <laughs> no, I ran out into Times Square thinking, I'll find somewhere that I can get some flowers. Yes, yes, you know, good, 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 good. come good. back with Romance. potpourri. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with flowers. But I couldn't find... Do you know what I mean? Like, oh I was like, I can't, be, I can't be in a way in an hour... It's already been 10 minutes. Yeah, too weird. And I saw, because uh, it was right on Times Square, I saw like a, a vendor thing selling novelty key rings. And so I bought her a novelty key ring. Lovely. And then went back upstairs and just went in and I went, I just really wanted to buy you a present. But <laughs> I couldn't find anything I was wanting to get you flowers do you know what I mean all that and she was I like, wanted to get you flowers yeah and yeah. she was like and you got me a I love New York key ring I was like yeah and she's like I live in New York 
like, yeah. Yeah, and then it was like four days later that I said I actually needed a... Yeah. I needed a poo and I didn't want to do it in the... I didn't want to ruin the atmosphere in such an expensive hotel room. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I thought you were really weird that night. <laughs> I kind of overlooked it, but I did think, if he does one more really weird thing, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. I'm out. But thankfully I didn't. I, I had a, a um, I was staying at a, a, you know, just a guy see kind of semi-regularly, uh, and I was lying down on his lap, and, and he was just stroking my hair, and then I hear this, That, and then the smell was so bad I thought my eyebrows were going to fall out and I was like it was so bad and that was a moment I thought could have held that in so bad it was it was it was like the deadliest fart and he's like oh, I just didn't think that was going to be like that I was like see if I was in that situation I would be going back through my head about previous meals I've eaten yeah 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 trying to judge oh, I had the chilli I had the chilli you've got to move yeah you've yeah, yeah. Move. Uh, top tip um, if you do need to put someone's house, and I think this is just courtesy. Yeah. Uh, surf it. What does surf that mean? What's that? That as you release, you flush. Oh. Yeah. Then it goes straight away. There's no, there's no lingering. Minimal smell. Yeah. You do have to double flush because obviously you have to clean up. Yeah, yeah. So you do have to double flush, and if they're pricks and I've heard you flush twice, they'll be like, "Well, how big was it?" You know. But surf it. Absolutely oh. surf it. And mm. bonus, the flushing covers any farts, doesn't it? Oh, this is why. Yeah. Like, have you been to Japan? Yes. You know, you know, no. Toilets, but yes, I know what you're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah. A lot of the toilets have yeah. a, flush, a fake flushing button, so yeah. you don't even have to get up. You can just sit there and press the press the button. Yeah, yeah. And that's you know and that's have... why we should move to Tokyo. Well, we were supposed to talk about your children, but oh yes, sorry, we went into very highbrow. Uh, uh, I mean, this is this is the content people need. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 and one. And I hope at least one person is listening to this whilst pooing. Yeah, going, yeah. Great. These are good tips. Life hacks. Yeah, yeah, it's just call this episode "Shitting Life Hacks" with yeah. Jack. It's going to be amazing. Um, but you do a kids' show as well, don't you? Do I do do a kids' show. show. Yes, yeah, called the Mighty Kids Beatbox Comedy Show. Yeah. Um, I do that show with an incredible beatboxer called Hobbit, who, I mean, he is amazing. Um, and Ellie has seen your show. And it was fantastic. Yes, it was honestly brilliant. Um, Google it and, and go and see it because it's it is amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, what what do you find the harder audience though, kids or adults? Because obviously kids can be quite cynical and quite yeah. You know, oh, they're hard. They fucking see through you. I'd, I'd be terrified. Yes. Like, we've never done a kid show. No. I'd be absolutely terrified. I don't know if I can. I mean, no. Yeah. So I've learned to I've learned a lot about it. So the Mighty Kids Beatbox Comedy Show started as a adult show. It was like a late night adult, exactly the same. We were still doing knock knock jokes. We're still doing that. But it was all for adults, and I got um, frustrated one year in Edinburgh. The whole family were up, and we were taking the kids to see family shows, and I was just getting frustrated with how appalling the quality of some of them was. You know, and we were paying twelve quid each mm. to see these shows, and I was so annoyed about it. Um, and I had worked with Hobbit before. And um, obviously we were, we were doing the adult show and I just said to him, if I stop swearing, I think this is a kid's show, mm. which is exactly what it was. But I would do angry rants in the adult show. Mm. And so I had to really mentally switch that off and go the other way. Yeah. And then go, no, everything celebrate, everything celebrate. And I think kids respond to you being genuine. Yeah. And that's what we try and do in the show is just we're genuinely having a good time 
I'm being a massive idiot. Mm. He's extremely talented. Even on a bad day, it's impressive. Whereas for me, on a bad day, I'm just someone talking, and we can all do that. Whereas him, the beatbox sounds are, in, are just insane, right? Yeah. And it seems to work. So you, you've learned a lot about you know kids through stand up. And how, as a parent, do you think do you think being a stand up has helped you be a parent to your girls? Being a stand up has helped being a parent. Yeah. Yes, in that I got my days with them. Yeah. Um, because I'd go out in the evening usually, you know, especially when we, were, when we were in London, I would be able to, you know, have a heap of time with them. And I think, you know, a lot of people, a lot of, in a traditional sense, a lot of dads don't get that. Yeah. You know, if they're, you know, leaving at seven in the morning, not getting back till seven at night, and then they get the weekends with them. And then you get pricks who still go golfing. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I don't like golf anyway, but since becoming a parent, I hate golf even more. Cause I'm like... <laughs> How can you... That's the only days you get to spend with your family and you're fucking walking and putting. Fuck that. And high-fiving your mates. Yeah, Yeah. and it's always... It's always bloody blokes. I I mean, I don't want to be sexist about it, but I haven't encountered women who are like, I'm going to do an entire weekend playing golf. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Well, Helen did nine holes the other night, but that's the story. Yes! Come on! (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Thank you, Jeremy. Set it Beautiful. up. Beautiful. Write that fucking down, Gibson. <laughs> Seriously, that's a great bit. That is a Thanks, really man. good joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, that's anyway, the podcast I did, done. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 I thought, why am I talking about this? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah you don't do angry rants anymore, but you fucking hate, hate golf. golf. <laughs> um, no, I hate the type of because I've met a couple of those bloody dads mm. who are like, no, I can't do that. I'm playing golf. It's like. You can do that because you don't have to play golf. Yeah. yeah. It's... Prick. Yeah. Oh, you just bought some new clubs, did you? All right, cool. Yeah. Is, is that, it, is is that it... why your kid's wearing trousers that are too fucking short? Um, uh, my my neighbour plays golf and um, his wife is, is one of my dear friends and he's Aussie. And I I was listening to them talk the other day and he I can hear the whoof during the day while he's practicing his swings anyway she, she I'm sure she, she listens to the podcast she won't mind me saying this uh, she gets a book in the post and she's like oh your book's arrived it, saw, it said how to play golf look at this big book what's in it oh swing it, swing club and hit a ball yeah great there's your book and it was so it was so funny and that's just yeah. now that I'm a single woman I just love hearing couples just ranting at each other it's yeah, really yeah. it's very I mean, pleasing you know hashtag not all golfers but yeah. no absolutely and and fully into you've got to have a hobby you've got to have that thing that because this is all consuming isn't it being a parent and especially if you've got a job that you uh, are doing because you're like I need to be doing this job yeah and that you know the money coming in and serving the family and everything that is all consuming and so I think it's vital for mental health and everything to have a hobby. I'm talking about those guys. But just guys. get a better one, bitches. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't take I'm seven hours. Exactly. You know, yeah. like, no, but I'm talking about those guys who golf every weekend. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. if you golf, you know, yeah, once a month. Yeah, there is that, there is that kind of like, huh, golfing weirdo. But that yeah. is, is, is yeah. what it is. And then, then there's the golfing holidays. I think I'm angry about one guy that I've met. No, that's, I, I, that's I can feel that you're processing that. We know. It's good. 
in the lockdown, there's a, there's a golf course not far from us and it's attached to a nature reserve, which I always find also just a bit strange. You've got, so it's like, okay, the, the general public can have this bit of the woodland and the nice area yeah. and then this bit is safe for the rich people. Yeah. But in the lockdown, the, the golf club was closed down for obvious reasons and the, and the golf was all supposed to be off and, um, you know, and there was no one patrolling the, the golf course. So we would go to the nature reserve and then, yeah, we just would still wander come to shit oh. in the yeah, hole. Right. <laughs> perfect. Shit in the holes. Uh, you know, I'd give Peter a sloppy dry hand job behind, <laughs> behind, behind the, the number nine. <laughs> number 69. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then one day we were there and we were just like, you know, we weren't like digging up the turf no. and playing no. a fucking football match or anything, but we were just wandering over the greens with the kids and this bloke was like, oh, Oh, and he was really like, he was like, do you mind? And I was like, not, not really. No. No, what, what? And he's like, I pay a thousand pounds a year for this golf course. And I was like, well, you can't fucking play golf on it. Yeah, and, uh, it's not, the end of the world, yeah. mate. It's, yeah. It wasn't even being mowed. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah, really yeah. Big, I was like, well, I'm not, what, I'm yeah. not fucking setting fire to it. And he was just like, well, it's just people coming up here. You know, it was literally people coming over here, taking our greens. And I was just like, <laughs> We're well, using our grass. Yeah, oh, that's outrageous. Yeah, and no, I think the environmental impact of golf courses is probably pretty brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because you know all the people shitting in the holes. That's a I lot hope, of methane. Yeah, going. I hope you haven't lost your hardcore golf fans who listen. Yeah, to no, that, that's that's, that's a Venn diagram yeah. that's very strong. Actually. Is it just golf? You hate specifically? There's no other sport. No, I think I, it's just this one guy that I encountered who. <laughs> Let's go from all sports to all got to golf. Just, just to all golf is this one guy. And, but the problem is, I now associate golf. Mm, it's very with, triggering for you. I can, feel, I can feel that. You know that yeah. sound like racists work, don't you? Yeah, but this is golf, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Absolutely, absolutely cool. Yeah. Oh, look, we've had a lovely time. We should probably probably end it. How do people find out about your? Because you're on tour now with your yeah, amazing show. Yeah, they don't. Show. It's a massive secret. <laughs> okay, it's not going well. We've got a website. www.myspace.mightykidsbeatboxcomedyshow.com. Yes. Uh, yes. Mighty Kids Beatbox. Can you just sh- Google t- Mighty Kids Beatbox Beat Comedy? Comedy. Fucking just Google. Uh, we're on Instagram, Mighty Kids Beatbox Comedy Show. We're on Twitter, Mighty Kids Beatbox Comedy Show. And if you Google Mighty Kids Beatbox Comedy Show, it'll come up. Um, and we got a nice review in The Guardian. And um, it is brilliant. Uh, my kids loved it. And I think my, one of my kids actually joined in. That's how good it was. Yeah, normally okay. they don't want to join in with fucking no. anything. And, and our hope is that the parents enjoy it as well. Oh, yeah, honestly, yeah. Because, oh my God, taking kids to kids shows can oh. sometimes be an absolute drag. Awful. Yeah. Now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. 
Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June too is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Before we go, we do need from you, please, Jared, if you have one to spare, a scummy mummy confession. So my confession for this episode is we like to have a family TV show and in the lockdown we got quite into the Saturday nights and stuff. So our current family TV show is uh, Hell's Kitchen. (laughs) Wow. Because... And the American version, because I really like cooking and food, and my, uh-huh. my big son's quite into food, um, but he's really into swearing. He really loves Perfect swearing. Perfect show. And it's Gordon Ramsay literally saying yeah. things like, what's this? It looks like you've just done a shit on a plate. Yeah. But the rule is they can watch it as long as they don't repeat the swearing. Nice. If I hear any of the swearing. Oh, they're just clocking it. They're just saving yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone got kicked out, as is the format, and Joe, who's six, got really upset. He went, he got kicked out by Gordon Ramsay, which is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> right, we really need to talk about this because you can't go around saying that, okay? That grammar is completely wrong. You need to sit down. <laughs> but now oh. I'm terrified he's going to go into school we, and call someone a dick. But, you know. We, we swear good. around the kids. Um, not a huge amount, but, you know, a bit. And uh, a couple of months ago, uh, Amelia swore at the dinner table. Appropriately, I think she'd hurt herself or something. You know, it was like, we didn't swear word is appropriate. Yeah, someone would ask her if she wants to play golf. Somewhere. Yeah, she's like, fuck, <laughs> fuck you! Um, <laughs> and both of our girls were like... <gasps> and then Amelia just said this, you know, did this really nice speech of essentially... It's okay to swear. There are situations where it's okay to swear. I'm not saying go into the classroom and swear at your teacher. Yeah. But, you know, if you hurt yourself, if you get really, really frustrated, sometimes it can just help to Mm. say that word. And then I said, um, why don't we do a swearing amnesty? For the next two minutes, (laughs) you girls can say whatever naughty word you want. And they both got really embarrassed and didn't do it. And I was like, oh my God. I have raised two chicken shits. <laughs> so disappointed in them. So disappointed. They had two minutes where they could have just... Oh. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Maggie is the one that... When we took her down to... When we went down to New Zealand, when she was about four years old, it was stressful. Mm. We didn't realise, but we were saying, fucking hell, a lot. And we only found out about her soaking all that up when we got back to the UK and we were in a Pizza Express in oh. Surbiton and she started going, fucking hell. <laughs> fucking hell in a really crowded restaurant, right? And we were like, don't say that. Fucking hell. Not cool. Don't don't say it. And uh, then she just started going, fuck. <laughs> and we were like, no. And she went, but I'm not saying fucking hell. I'm just saying fuck. Why are you getting upset? And so Amelia just picks her up yeah. and carries her out of the restaurant and she's shouting at me over Amelia's shoulder going, I'm just saying fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God. And the youngest one's there as well. She, you know, she was eating crayons. Um, and 
it was just really embarrassing. Yeah. But I knew that she'd been shouting fucking hell and everybody in that restaurant was looking at us just thinking, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> They've been letting the kids watch uh, Hell's yeah, Kitchen. Yeah. yeah. But I guess yeah. my confession is a while ago we were doing, when the kids were really young, we were doing the, we were doing bath time, which is the middle bit of the holy trinity of frustration, which is dinner, bath, bed. Um, like if you can get through that yeah. calmly, mm. fuck it, you're better than me. Mm. So we're having, we're doing bath time. My oldest is in the bath. She must have been maybe uh, four, probably four at the time. I was having a bath with her. Uh, I used to love having bath with the kids. Mm. Um, but then uh, I decided it's end of bath time for me when they started noticing my willy. Yeah, yeah. And laughing at it. <laughs> so that's when I was like, I'm out, I'm out. And I need that from them. Um so I was having a bath with my oldest. The youngest had just done a poo on the potty. Amelia was uh, sorting the bedrooms, came in, wiped the bum, put the potty up on the sink. Uh-oh. Um, and then uh, the youngest knocked the potty off the sink, which was right next to the bath. Oh, no. And it landed on my head like a top hat. Oh. And... The greatest showman. They... Started laughing hysterically. <laughs> Amelia walks in to see, like, shit juice. Oh, no. Dribbling down my forehead. And I'm just in this bath, just like, oh, my God, this is... Fuck all of this. I've just got this shitty thing on my head. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, what a I lovely story. Yeah, beautiful story. Uh, oh, Helen, have you got one for us this episode, or are you are you all out? The other day, I had done all of the washing, right? And so I piled it all up. I thought, yeah, right, today I'm fucking going to put it away because it's my least favourite job. And then I went to pick it up, and then in the middle of it, it was damp. Oh, and uh, the cats had gone to the toilet, and it uh, smelt like ammonia. So yeah, I had yeah. to... It, it, cat piss is the worst. You can't work. get rid of it. Oh. Do you know dry cleaners don't accept cat, cat piss. piss? No. Well, as payment, or... <laughs> just to buy it. Because yeah. really yeah, yeah, yeah. our cat pissed on our uh, really nice duvet cover, and it soaked through to the duvet. Yeah. And so we phoned the dry cleaners and said, can we bring in a duvet? And they went, yeah, why? And we went, uh, cat pissed on it. And they went, nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. Were you like, sorry, uh, semen. It's full of semen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, I murdered someone on it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Bring it in. Bring it in. <laughs> Uh, they were a golfer and they deserved it. Yeah, yeah, bring, yeah, it yeah, fine, bring it in, bring it in. We've got a lot of animals here, as you've seen. Yeah. Uh, pug, two budgies, six guinea pigs, and we've got a cat. Um, and I'm just going to... I feel you. Yeah. And I'm just going to drop a truth bomb. Yeah. Cats are cunts. Yeah. I agree. I don't... I'm not a big... I mean, I'm sure, it's like, you know, I'm sure yours are lovely, but I can't... They're not. I can't... They're sinister You're cunts. You're living with predators. They're sinister cunts. Yeah. yeah. They, they, the they cat- only like you because they... Because you feed them. Yeah, that's the, the sole part. But that's that's the that's, and they, that's people, the transaction. Yeah. But people say they look at you with love in their eyes, but they're not. They're right. looking at you thinking, "I wish I was bigger so I could eat you." Yeah, exactly. That is all that. The only it's thing is, I wish I wish you were dead so I could eat you. Yeah. Start the thing. I exactly. start with your eyeballs, then I'd you know yeah. go, with, go for the tongue and the soft yep. bits first. And yeah. They absolutely would. Yeah. Whereas a dog might go and whinge and bark for help. Yeah. Whereas a cat is just gonna eat you. Oh, yeah. But, that, but then. 
But then I love them so much. I'm you, you know why you love them? Yeah. It's because that um, parasite that they've got. Is it? Yeah. What's Do you that? know about this? No. There's this uh, parasite in a uh, cat called Trichotohodibahara. Um, yeah. And uh, if you spend a lot of time with cats, you get infected by it. And the parasite wants to get back into a cat. So it changes your feelings towards cats, making you love them. So oh, that's like mice get it, mice get it, and that's why you sometimes see mice being blase and not giving a shit around a cat because the virus, the parasite, wants to get back in the cat. Shit, so it wants man. the mouse to be eaten so it gets back in the cat. Oh. But it can be really bad for babies. All right, well, yeah. baby, stay away from my fucking house. Okay, yes. good, good. Excellent. Well, there we go. So, uh, yes, we're, um, we've come to the end of the podcast. Uh, what? Really. Where can people follow you, Jared Christmas? Instagram, Jared Christmas Comedian. Lovely. Um, not to be confused with uh, the other Jared Christmas that's out there. Uh, there isn't. There isn't one. Of course, of course, there's not. No one. No one else would put their child through it. Uh, Twitter at Jared Christmas. Don't really use Twitter because it's a bit of a shit show, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. A lot of negativity on Twitter. Trying to get rid of that Adam and life. Yeah. A lot of uh, golf hate on a lot Twitter. Of golf hate. Too much. Yeah, yeah. Too much yeah. golf hate. Yeah. Really. Too much. Uh, FB. I'm on the old FB. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. use that a lot. I'm mainly Insta. Yeah. Mainly Insta. Yeah. Mainly and um, uh, handwritten letters. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Really With a little scroll, you like a wax seal, don't you? Yeah, no yeah wax seal yeah. and Some a tip pick, hair. please. Yeah. Tip yeah. pick. Delivered yeah. by Al if you can get them out yes. of the rafters. Yeah. That. Don't, don't include the face, you just want... No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, the one nipple. Yeah, I learned about this last night in your show. Yeah, yeah. 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 That tip pick is a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I want to say on the record, I've never seen a dick pick. Uh, oh, I, I've got several. I'm more a dick portrait guy. Oh, Oil painting takes me a long time. Yeah, yeah. So still haven't seen one, but it's half done. Yeah, yes. Just getting the details right. Yeah. <laughs> Just more work on the balls. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we are coming to Exeter, Leicester, Northampton, Farnham, Canterbury, Bath. Wow. Uh, and we're doing a lovely big show at the Clapham Grand on the 8th nice. of December. We're going back to Winchester for two dates. Yes. Twickers. And Twickenham. Yes, exactly right. Oh. And all sorts. Sirencester. Oh, Banbury. Yes. Whoa. So many places. Oh, wow. You guys yeah. love a bit of Clapham Grand, don't oh, you? Oh, we do love a Clapham Grand because it's half an hour from our house. Yeah, perfect. Yes. Yeah. North and Southampton. But yeah, and then next year we'll, we, we will be doing more dates. And yes, we'll be going north. Oh, well, there we go. Thank you so well, much, Jared Christmas. One, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for being a wonderful guest. And, and yes, we've had, a, we've had a lovely time, haven't we, Alan? Absolutely excellent. Um, and uh, thank you for subscribing to the podcast. Do tell your friends about it. And if you could buy my book, it's called Get Divorced, Be Happy. And uh, Ellie's chapter is the best. It's 145. Yes, it is. Yes. Good. Excellent. Um, I know we need to end, but I Amelia ordered your book, mm. and I went and collected it from a Waterstones. Yeah. And I said to the lady, my wife ordered a book, surname Christmas, and she gets it, and it's how to get divorced and be happy. I said, I don't think that's her plan. I hope that's not her plan. Because <laughs> uh, it just looked, my wife's ordered a book, and it's all about divorce. <laughs> We had a confession at the show last week, which was um, I was reading your book the other day and my husband noticed and said nothing, but the next day a bunch of flowers arrived. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so there we go. Alan Thorne, making husbands panic. Yeah, yeah. good. Or leave. Oh, <laughs> good times. Well, thank you very much, as always, for listening. Until next time. Bye-bye. Um, we're uh, we're hopefully uh, well we, we should be on tour in you guys October. go so formal at the end of your yeah <coughs> like it's all been jokey joking now you're like 
Um, and we're on tour. No, it's like, it's like, it's like ending sex with a handshake. It's like, yes, yeah, it thank you very much. Yes, yeah, clearly yeah, now I have to do shit. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, so we should be on, on tour in October. Ghostscummerrose.com. I mean, it depends on this. Have you heard about this, this potential Lock- lockdown thing? Yeah. What? They can't call it October. Have you heard about this? Oh my God, what? this is disgusting. Yeah. You, do you know about this October thing? No. Well, first of all, there's this, oh, there's talk that they might do a little lockdown in October, maybe over oh. half term. Maybe little circuit breaker. Yeah, yeah, little circuit breaker. And then, so people were like, oh, oh we'll call it October, you know, because everything's got, like, it's got January, be, yeah. it's got to have a thing. So it was like, let's People have to mush words together. Yeah, yeah. we'll call it October. And then, like, someone Googled October, and October is already a thing. Can you guess what that thing is, Jared? Uh, is it something to do with lockjaw? No, it's good. It's not right. Uh, Locktober is a thing in the I think the S and M scene where men put their pe- I'm 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 gesturing for you, so you see what I mean, because you don't know where the penis is. Men put their penises in a cage and then they secure it with a padlock for the entire month of October. Or sometimes they're women if they're dominant women, the women do it as a sort of sexy but so thing. They can still wee, but they can't get it hard on. Is I that mean, right? I haven't, I haven't, I hadn't thought of that. That's a good point. Yeah. But the idea is at the end of the. Um, of the October when they remove the cage apparently it's very very gratifying because you've not you know and honestly I'm going to google it for you now because the cage on, 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 the on Jared's Wi-Fi that's nice yeah yeah, it's fine nice. so like a male chastity bout sort of yeah. thing but the, how do they go to work you know because that. It, and also you know you can't stop yourself getting an erection I mean look would you would you like to Put one no. of those on your no, and then how do you wear trousers? That is no, that's what I was thinking. How are you going to work in, you know, on the on the tube and be quite pronounced underneath your chinos? What it? people just really like hurting themselves. Yeah, yeah. Look, there's a nice beam here. Wishing everyone a long, frustrating October. There I mean, are. it's funny, but <laughs> no, it's a real, it's a real it's thing. It seems un- not very practical. It seems really. unnecessary as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, going a whole month without sex—that is marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, oh. sure you can get a water bottle. That's nice. So, um, <laughs> Jared's face wow. is just like... Just well, no, it. fuck it, man. They put woman in chastity belt, so yeah, lock, yeah. lock the deck up. So get one on, Jared. Lock it up. I'm going to send one to Amelia, yeah. and uh, 30th of September, you've, oh. the fun begins. And you know what I'd do first is I'd put it on my nose. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.